Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma. A top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Wednesday night, which means it must be time for the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Maricopa, Arizona, and a beautiful Harris property out here. It is gorgeous and uh, loving every second of it. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where, Stephen, I understand there might be a little hockey going on in Vegas this weekend. There might be, but how did you find a couple of days to relax in, in, <laughs> before the big weekend here? <laughs> Shush. There's no relaxing, dude. I, it's a beautiful place, and I will try to rest a little bit, but... You, know you said you were going to do some. You could go do some work by the pool. <laughs> yeah, there's some corporate things that need to be done tomorrow, and that's uh, on the agenda to get get things done because you probably want a paycheck at some point. <laughs> no, I keep telling you, you I, I just keep feeling when I'm on the ACHA budget, I have to keep paying you to do these shows. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, anyway, although I do the the pro side too, so maybe there's maybe that's where I get the money, and then I just film it back on the ACHA shows back to you. So, and, and, and it doesn't know it somehow doesn't work out for me either way. <laughs> that's all about the change, my friend. It's all about the change. Um, anyway, um, big stuff happening in Vegas. We'll get to that in just a minute. The new rankings are out in ACHA hockey. Uh, the ACHA uh, women from Arizona State went out and performed pretty darn well out on the East Coast. We had Lindsay Ellis on last week's show, so congratulations to them. The undefeated Arizona State Sun Devils are coming to take on the uh, the uh, UNLV Rebels, and it's going to start Thursday night, uh, 11.59 p.m.? 
Yeah, eleven fifty nine is official time. It probably they probably won't drop the puck probably till twelve or twelve oh one. But I guess they want it officially to be on the on the you know the say <laughs> Thursday at eleven fifty nine. But it's really Thursday into Friday morning. Uh, UNLV and ASU face off at midnight. So this is you know this is going to be one of the the big matchups of the weekend. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to be there because Friday we're going to be so busy. I I'm not going to be able to go there for a min, midnight game. And and I've been to one, been to one last year, and it was a lot of fun. But but the ASU and UNLV is going to be uh, exciting because both teams are undefeated. ASU's played more games at the uh, you know UNLV's played a lot of their first part of their schedule against NCAA opponents. So it looks like they're, they've lost three games, but really those are against NCAA opponents. The games they have played against ACHA competition, they're undefeated, three and zero. ASU comes in, they're undefeated. So it's uh, it's going to be a big weekend, and ASU is a is no, it's not an easy out this year. That by by no means are they going to be an easy matchup for you know, especially in a midnight game. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Then they'll play again Saturday at two p.m. So like, man, get your body clocks right quickly, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get your body clocks right, and uh, hopefully they'll. They'll sleep in on Friday, and then they're, then they'll be ready for for Saturday afternoon's game at two o'clock. Is it kind of? It's I guess you can call it a prelude to what's happening that night at T-Mobile Arena with the ASU NCAA program with the big game at T-Mobile Arena. But so it kind of works off the scheduling. And we talked to Nick what last week about, it, and it was, it's just kind of uh, circumstances that kind of the games. I think the game was originally supposed to be later, but they probably moved it to an earlier time because of that fact. So there was no conflict there, and and who knows? Maybe the the uh, ASU ACHA guys will find a way to get to T-Mobile that night to watch their what you, what you want to call them the Big Bros, their their NCAA counterparts. Uh, ASU. It, you know what I'm stunned at, and I was stunned at this. Uh, I was at ASU NCAA practice on Tuesday, and I asked the uh, the Cronkite kids that were around there. Um, you know, I said, it's going to be a big weekend for you guys in uh, in Vegas. And they had no idea that the ACHA team was going up there, which I was shocked at because I would have thought that would have been moving around campus going like, hey, we're having two hockey teams playing in Vegas. But no, no, nobody even knew about it, which is uh, really, really shocking to me. So we'll uh, we'll find out if anything happens. Uh, unfortunately, well, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they listen. might be difficult. Hopefully they listen to this uh, this podcast and then they'll, they'll get informed <laughs> of what's going on. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, the other problem is, are you going to be able to get a ticket for that? Because I've been told that everything's sold out at T-Mobile. The only way you're getting one is a secondary ticket. So if you bring a team in, you're going to have to bring them into a suite or some some location uh, to uh, to set them up yeah, to, so that- to watch that game. So it's going to be interesting, but... Because um, because we have to understand too, and and you have more on on this is that the the event is is it's, it's even though Arizona's close, this this event's being hosted by the the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, being hosted by North Dakota, so it's going to be a majority uh, of the uh, green in the stands that day. Uh, the uh, North Dakota. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about. It. I believe fifteen thousand seats or so have been sold to uh, North Dakota people, so it will be definitely a dominant, but um, also a dominant North Dakota scene, but also remember the, uh, the inaugural NCAA ice Vegas tournament was won by Arizona state in their second or third year of existence. So they, they tend to do pretty well there. I asked coach powers about that. And, uh, and he spoke about it on the press conference as well, that, um, you know, we said, 
what's it like now going to Vegas? Do you feel comfortable there? And he goes, you know, with, uh, with Mullet Arena now, um, we kind of feel like, yeah, it, it's, it's home because we're playing like in an NHL caliber arena. And instead I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, an NHL yeah. team is at Mullet Arena now, so they're oh, they're shush. in an NHL arena now. <laughs> shush, shush. You were showing me the great setup they're gonna have with the locker rooms and everything when the Coyotes take over this Friday and play their games. And <laughs> and apparently, uh, Craig Morgan sent out a tweet today. I just uh, was informed of that he took about the same picture, and apparently that's gonna be the visitors' locker room. So the Coyotes will actually go to the uh, NCAA visiting locker room, which is, is better um, obviously, but it's not NHL uh, basis. And then on top of that, they, they still think that they're going to get that annex ready by December. And, and I sent you pictures of that. If you can do that by December, man, you're, you're if, pretty impressive. If you were in, if you were in Vegas and working under the Bill Floyd, his construction people and everything, still you couldn't could... do it. Still couldn't <laughs> maybe, do it. maybe could get it done, but no way. Can't do it. It's that would be even tough. That'd be even a tough timeline for them to do it. And they can put up buildings fast here in Vegas, as we've seen. Well, here's the thing. You can put up the building fast. It's the inside. Even yeah. you, you remember with, uh, with T-Mobile when they were building that there was like, it was the second year before they were starting to finish things off in there. Uh, and even yeah, Legion Stadium where the Raiders, you know, that's, you know, the, all the outside was good, but it took a long time to get the, the inside yeah. ready to go. So yeah, to make an NHL caliber, especially, I mean, there's things that are required in there. Uh, it doesn't just happen overnight. So good luck to them. I hope they do get it done, but I don't think there's a chance. I mean, that's 45 days roughly till mid December. Uh, that's, just, you know, that's just crazy to me that the, the Coyotes are going to be on the road that whole month of November. They don't have – well, I guess they play the first – but other than this little three or four games they have at, at Mullet at this coming week, they're going to be on the road for like 14, 15 straight games before I they, think it's 16. Actually. Maybe 16, yeah. So, you know, the Islanders had to do that last year when they were getting UBS ready for the uh, Open, and now they're going to do this and maybe hopes that they can have that annex ready or if not, they'll have to use the setup that they're going to have to use this weekend, so – We'll see. Yeah, the, the kind of the depressing part about that too, Stephen, is they're using the community ice surface for that makeshift locker room, and that's kind of a bummer because ASU built this building to have two ice sheets and have their teams playing there, practicing there, and they can't use that sheet now because it's set up as a makeshift <laughs> locker room. So I don't know. It's yeah, we asked. Uh, I think we asked Lindsey Fry about that. I, I said Nick lives last. Like we had Nick one prior week, but we had Lindsey on yeah. last week, and we and we asked her about that, and we were kind of joking about that that they uh, well, because the Coyotes are in there, and they're not able to use that that facility more for 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 their practices and games, and still have to be at Oceanside a little bit. So, well, I asked her about coming over and, and doing a, a visit with um, uh, Mason Walker, who had a hat trick this weekend. And uh, when I was uh, asking about that, I said, you know, are you going to be at Mullet? Because I was thinking, well, if they were at Mullet on Tuesday, and she goes, well, we don't practice Tuesday. It'll be Wednesday, but I'm not sure yet. I don't even have the practice schedule of where we're going to be. And that was like on Monday. So uh, I wasn't able to connect and get that done, but uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we were able to sit down and get a feature done with her as well, because that's quite a feat, what they're doing uh, right now. And she told us about that last week that, you know, maybe the competition out West isn't up to the same standards that they're running at, but they're willing to go anywhere and bring anybody in to uh, compete at a higher level to try to make sure they get to a national tournament. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm looking up real quickly. I believe uh, that was one thing I didn't get on my um, laptop or my iPad here was the uh, the ASU women. They they had a quite a good weekend over there in, in the East Coast. I think they two out of three, right? If I'm not mistaken, you can look that up while I talk. <clears throat> Because that's uh, that's something I do. Well, they know on <laughs> I know on yeah, yeah you can talk a little bit. Um, no, I, I it looks like ASU won on uh, on a, a four three final over Rhode Island. That was uh, tweeted three days ago. Um, so I'm guessing that was the sat the Saturday game or the or maybe that was the Sunday morning. But uh, and then they won three to one over UMass. That was uh, yeah. The Rhode Island was Sunday morning. Sunday morning. So backwards, they and then they two. won four three over UMass. So they actually won all three games. So yeah, they won four three over UMass on Friday. Then they won three one over UMass on Saturday. And then Sunday, they beat uh, Rhode Island four to three. So they won all three games. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I knew they did well. I just uh, didn't have everything in front of me, obviously. So um, uh, I wasn't yeah, and you able mentioned to... uh, uh, Brittany Bridell, uh, Armelia uh, Smith, and Sydney Paulson all. Uh, had goals, first goals this weekend, and then as you mentioned, uh, Mason Walker had a hat trick too for the uh, ASU women. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so uh, we kind of rehashed that over <laughs> a little bit. Let's get ready to talk uh, a little bit about these rankings that came out. They're not computerized yet. You told me that is uh, next week, correct? I, I believe so. I believe that it starts the first week of November. So I believe November second they'll kick in. So uh, or, yeah. We're, so whatever that that Wednesday is, which should be November second, I believe. Yeah. So uh, this time next week when we do this show, we'll have our first computer rankings. Then then it'll get a lot of fun. Yeah. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and the rankings we see now are probably going to look completely different because, uh, you know, this is done by coaches. It's it's kind of a more by you know it's kind of like teams that you know and you just kind of give them a good vote or something. It's, maybe it's a little bit based on results, but not really. Um, I mean, we have a new number one team. Um, you know, been in the in the rankings is Minot State, but even though he hasn't played, so Minot State has. So you know, and the, people seem to like Minot State, so they always give him props and these sort of things. But when I said when the computer takes in, kicks in, uh, that this these will get all shuffled up, I'm sure. Um, the yep. top te- the top teams will pretty much kind of be where they are, maybe. But but I think we'll see we'll see some big movement. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, the one thing that I'm looking at right now is the WCHL teams have have slipped a little bit because they haven't played. A lot of uh, certainly conference games to strengthen well, their schedule. Well, they slipped, That's Scott, the but, but will kick in. well, they slipped, but but the eight of ten teams right now are in the top twenty-five in this one. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. That's so what I was so some have some some have slipped in, and and you have UNLV's at number two, Central Oklahoma number four, uh, Arizona State is at number eleven. They're six and zero. Oh. You've got uh, the teams that have slipped down a little bit is Missouri State. They they and we'll get to some results here in a little bit, but just kind of give you a little peek on them. They lost a couple of games in Colorado this past weekend, so they're four, five, and one, and they're at number twenty. Arizona's at number twenty-one. They had a pretty decent weekend in Michigan, and uh, Utah, good weekend for them. They're in twenty-three. Colorado's at twenty-four. They're off to a good start, and Colorado State's at twenty-five. So, you know, I mean, that's that's eight oh. teams that are in the top twenty-five. Let, let me tell you as well that uh, I'm hoping to see Colorado and Colorado State during the week next week. Uh, I'm going to try to get up there and see because they are a combined 12-3-1, and one, those two schools. And uh, they've struggled over the past. So, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive when you get uh, a 12-3-1 and one mark to start the season. And they've played some competition. They've beat some teams. 
Yeah, they have. As I mentioned, Colorado uh, hosted Missouri State this past weekend and won uh, two games against them. Colorado State uh, had a really good weekend uh, last weekend, and uh, so they they're doing they're doing pretty well. Um, just just from what my just off the top of my my head about what um, look for their score real quick, but yeah, they 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 they. I mean, Colorado is a little bit interesting because I think a lot of the wins early on were like two of them were against that uh, M2 team and and the, maybe the strength of a schedule wasn't as strong but I think beating Missouri State a team that's usually in the mix at the top of the uh, WCHL uh, is good uh, so defending your home ice there but uh, yeah I mean and then in Colorado State is is another team that's you know st- this is the second year with this new coach that they have uh, Camden Lambert and and they're doing uh, they're doing pretty good things. They beat Midland six nothing on Saturday, and I think they even beat them like nine to three the day before. And Midland's off to a rough start this year, so I don't know how strong their team is. But that's that Midland's usually a team in the past that's been in the in the top of the rankings or at least the middle of the pack. So, yeah, I, I Colorado. I mean, I, I'm gonna be real intrigued because Colorado has got some tough big games coming up. Uh, as you said, they're gonna play Colorado State. I think they're gonna host UNLV in a couple of weeks in, in Colorado. So uh, that will be really a true test for them. Um, and then Colorado state is uh, and playing in Colorado state's place is always a, a tough environment too. And, and, uh, they're, they're not, that's not an easy uh, game by any means. So, uh, okay. So let's do this. I'll do this the way I do it with my, uh, my co-host on the NCAA show when he does a super 16. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to read you the, uh, the teams in, uh, in fives groups of five. And then I want you to give me your thought if you think they're in the right place. So I know you see a lot of you of uh, ACHA hockey and, and keep up with the scores. So you'll be a good test of this. So here we go. Number one, Minot State. Number two, UNLV. Number three, Adrian. Number four, Central Oklahoma. And number five, Liberty. Uh, your thoughts on those, Stephen? Are they in the right spot right now, right, right here today? I, I think so. I mean... I- I think maybe the only thing is Adrian right now. There, I would I would even put Adrian maybe number one over Minot State. Uh, yeah. I mean Adrian's eight zero and one. They, uh, I mean I don't. I'd have to look back and see who they've who they've played and the kind of competition they've played. You know Minot State's always interesting because they played a lot of their games against uh, you know teams like Jamestown, but they did play. Uh, you know they did play. I think they played. Uh, they played Liberty up they there. They played Liberty already. Yeah, I mean they yep. say they're, they're six and zero there. So. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, a- Adrian, uh, it'll be that's why we were interested to see what happens with the computer because it's going to be a lot of it based on goal differential too. And Adrian's been winning their games by a bunch. So yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe Adrian and they just be beat number- Arizona. Saturday I mean, Ad- yeah, and exactly, and that. But that was a close game. So I mean, kudos it to Arizona for keeping close. it close. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe Adrian would maybe put Adrian number one. Um, you know, UNLV is is three and zero, oh, and and but they haven't really played a lot of you know a lot of their games have been against NCAA. You know that they've done that a lot in their first part of the season. The three and zero, they're the number one team in the preseason, and you know they had a couple wins against Utah. One was close, the other was you know a little bit blowout in the end. Um, but you know Utah's kind of so, you know you look at that. Uh, and, you know the three and zero, they beat Central Oklahoma in a neutral site, kind of you know in a three day, uh, you know in a kind of a last minute kind of put together game. Still a good win against a good opponent. 
So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Adrian number one, maybe Minot State number two. It kills me to do this, and I'm sure the UNLV fans are not going to like this, but but they haven't really played a lot of ACHA games. They're going to no, start they playing play a lot more. more. They're going to have two games against ASU, and they're going to have some, you know, Liberty coming up. They're going to have, you know, a lot of a lot of chances to – and, and, but, and uh, let's be fair, Stephen. This was this was by design. They wanted to play these NCAA yeah. teams, and they wanted to see what that's like. And they knew that they they probably wouldn't be up at the top of the rankings and uh, originally. And I, I don't think it really matters no, to them. I, don't I think, think so. they it's... want to be at the top of the rankings at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, when the when the when the computer takes over, and when the uh, when you get to January and February, not that they don't matter in November or December, but when you get to January and February, that's when it really starts to to matter. And that's, you know, when you get to those games, UNLV's schedule is all going to be, you know, mostly WCHL games will have a trip to Liberty in there. So, it's you know, they're going to have some really tough games coming up still. So, um, so but I'm just basing it off the, right now what we've seen. I would put my I would put uh, Adrian number one, maybe Minot State number two, uh, UNLV number three. Uh, I guess, I guess Liberty, Liberty, Central Oklahoma and Liberty would be good where they, where they are. So, just I would just swap I would just swap Adrian for uh, Minot State and then put Minot State in UNLV in UNLV number three Central Oklahoma number four and Liberty number five. Okay, so um, uh, my phone. I, I, see, we're already getting my... we're already getting the complaints coming into the the phone <laughs> yeah. lines here. <laughs> yeah, my phone ringing. That must be the UNLV phone. listeners are calling <laughs> calling into your your hotel. There. They must know. <laughs> yeah, they're not happy with you. Uh, <laughs> they want you to get a new co-host <laughs> anyway we got that fixed let's do uh six through ten now we got stony brook at six uh at six and oh ohio seven one and oh indiana tech seven one and oh and maryville six three and oh and then of course jamestown rounding out the top 10 at four two and oh um your thoughts on that are they are they in the right order for what you've seen and as four wise i i think so. i mean i don't know i mean when we're getting down to these these now we're getting down to these middle of the pack towards the middle. I mean, I don't follow these scores as closely. I mean, the top – I always are intrigued by, like, the, the top the top tier teams, the top five or six teams and how they do. Of course, some of them are teams that we focus – Well, these closely, are just your opinion. More... Just your opinion. You don't need yeah. to go into well, detail. I know, but <laughs> I think I, – I personally think they're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think uh, they're I... fine where – I think they're fine where they are. Um, I mean, 6-0 and record, 7-1, 7-1. I mean, just based on record, 6-3. and three. Uh, you know, you know, Jamestown at four and two. Maybe you know, there might be some other teams. I think Arizona State, even at eleven, maybe should be getting a little bit more love and maybe bump one of those teams out of the top ten. Maybe they would take over Jamestown spot or or Mary or Maryville spot. Although Maryville's doing pretty good, but Arizona State, I think, maybe needs to be maybe in that top ten. So they're not. Well, let, let me tell you what I think on this part of it. I think Arizona State ACHA. M1 and Arizona State NCAA uh, Division One are going to find out this weekend um, if they if they get wins this weekend. Arizona State at UNLV and Arizona State uh, NCAA against North Dakota. If they get wins this weekend, they're going to open a lot of eyes in both uh, ACHA M1 and NCAA Division One. Yeah, I think it's no doubt, and certainly from the ACHA perspective, of course, this is the last week weekend before the computers take over. Not that Shafrafa is the games that they've played to this point go into the computer, but the computer rankings I mentioned will start next week. So it's, it's yeah, especially if ASU can come in here and at least win one game, if they can somehow steal both games of UNOV, it's whether it's a dominant effort or a close effort, 
Plus, they're already some of the wins already been pretty impressive, like game teams against Grand Grand Canyon. They had a good series with last weekend, uh, or the weekend before, I guess it was. It it was, uh, yeah. I think it's really. Uh, I think you'll see Arizona State probably pop in that top ten for sure. Okay, so let's go uh, eleven through fifteen. Arizona State six zero and zero undefeated. Pittsburgh at number twelve six two and one. Niagara four three and zero at thirteen. Lawrence Tech nine zero and zero. Number fourteen Illinois State seven two and one at fifteen. Now right away when I see that I go, how is Niagara there ahead of Lawrence Tech? I, I guess it's based on schedule and conference, but. Goodness gracious! Wow. Uh, nine as another oh, as another podcast 14? as another podcast states on, on they they basically uh, joke it's a popularity contest among the coaches just to help the fellow coaches. I say hey, we're going to give you we'll vote for you and and stuff. So I don't know how much of it is based on on wins and losses. Yeah, I'm surprised by the the Lawrence Tech thing. I mean, I don't know their team. I don't know what games they've played and who, what kind of scores they've had or. What kind of competition? But, but let had. me say this: but, but being nine start, and zero is still pretty yeah. good. Is that the point yeah. you're going to make? Yeah. Yes. If you're going to start nine and zero, I don't care who you played. Uh, that's nine wins against no losses. You deserve to be a little higher in the rankings, is my opinion. But okay, and we're uh, going to be so, saying this too when the computers come out. We've, we we it, it'll be a little bit better than, than this, but there, we're st- and that makes it fun, right? We're still going to have we're still going to be debates about this team being here. We we saw that even when the computers take over that a team that. Only has like four wins somehow, you know, somehow is in the, but that's, you know, there's a lot of factors, but, but it, it, it by the, but usually by the, you know, and, and credit to the, the computers, usually by the end of the, the season, it, it usually works out in the end, but it's still fun to kind of discuss it and, and postulate and, and go back and forth and, and stuff. Otherwise, what else would we have? What other material would we have for, for a podcast at the ACHA level where we got to find subjects to talk about? Rankings is always a fun one. We talk about scores and games, and, of course, we have guests on and stuff. So um, that's that's part of what we do at this level because it's uh, it makes it makes it fun. And I think the the, the uh, student athletes that play at this level enjoy it too, and, and the parents that are involved, I think, are they've, they've – I know I've had conversations with them. They get they get involved in in rankings discussions and and defending their team that they should be higher or or, or get, not getting a fair shake. So but okay, that happens, so but that happens in any sport. I mean, that happens in it does. You know, with any sort of poll or anything. There's always debate about a certain team being you know le- left out other than other teams. But here's where it gets really really um, confusing to me. Starting with 16, Michigan Dearborn four four and one. Aquinas, Aquinas, uh, whatever they are, 17, 4, 4, no. Drexel, 7, 1, and 2. Again, Drexel, 7, 1, and 2, and they're number 18. I don't care who they play. They should be a little higher up based on the fact that they've got seven wins, one loss, and two ties. Calvin, 6, 0, oh, and 2. Missouri State, 4, 5, and 1, and comes in at number 20. Um, so those five, uh, when you look at them, uh, Again, I I just you got especially early on, Stephen. I think you got to give more credence to wins. Yeah, I mean, because you need you need to have credence with something, right? I mean, you got to. I mean, wins is certainly always an easy thing to look at because it still does come down to to wins and losses. Um, you know, it'll come down to goals and how you know the, maybe the strength of the teams you play and amount of goals you score and those kind of matchups and stuff. But when you're, I guess, trying to put together something. Until the computer has a factor in it, then you you look at that and you wonder what can what can be the factors. And I would certainly think you would want to 
look at a team if they're winning and something and and certainly yeah i mean you look at a team like like what you mentioned calvin 6-0-2 or drexel 7-1-2 and how they're lower than a a 4-4-1 team and a 4-4-0 team yeah, I don't, and my I don't know. my thought on that, Stephen, is the computers, like you say, will kick in next week and they'll do their thing. But at this point, give them a little love, right? I mean, they uh, they need a little uh, respect for doing what they've do they've done so far this season. And here's where I think things get really interesting: twenty one through twenty five. Uh, we know the top twenty plus a couple of, um, I guess, uh, auto bids will bump a few out, but. Normally, if you're in the top 20, you've got a good shot of making it into the national tournament. So here's where I think things are going to change over the next uh, month and a half, two months. Number 21, Arizona, 2-3-2. Two, two. Number 22, Grand Valley State, 7-3-0. and oh. And then here we go. 23 is Utah, 3-4-0. 24 is Colorado, 6-1-1. and one. 25 is Colorado State, 6-2-0. and oh. I told you at the beginning of the year, and I think we kind of agreed on this, that there's going to be six WCHL teams in the national tournament when it's all said and done. Basically, one-third of the field will be from that conference, the best conference, I think, in all of uh, ACHA M1. Is there a chance, Stephen, that there could be seven, maybe eight? I I, I don't know. I think, I think eight might be kind of uh really asking a lot i mean we see eight in the top 25 but it's not 25 teams that get in it's only 20 they get in as you mentioned there'll probably be an auto bid that's stolen from a, a team that maybe isn't in the pools but they win a they win their a tournament their playoff tournament to get a spot so i i don't know and and the wchl competition because a lot of the teams are really good most of the teams are, are really good that i think you get kind of beat up a little bit on that. I mean, it helps you, I think, because a lot of times the games are close. I think that can help you because you're playing strong teams. But at the same time, you know, there's going to be some some losses there. I mean, like UNLV and ASU are both on. I mean, somebody's got to go down. I mean, they could both be overtime games, but, I mean, somebody's going to somebody's gonna get a loss. Is it going to be UNLV? Is it going to be ASU? If UNLV beats ASU two times, it's probably going to knock ASU stock down a little bit and help UNLV, although they're pretty high up already. If ASU wins, it's going to bump them high up maybe higher up and then they, you know, you know, maybe won't be quite as high, but they'll still be pretty high. So, I mean, you know, and then that's the same for some of these other teams. I mean, you kind of, especially those teams that are kind of like on the, on the cusp, you know, which we don't know which teams are that is right now because it's still early, but like a Colorado, if, you know, if they, they continue to win, they're going to go up, but that's going to be the expense of maybe a, a team like Missouri state's off to a rough start, a team that's usually in the mix, but maybe they get bumped out this year. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say, Eight, seven could could be more possible. Six, I think, is is pretty is a decent shot at that. Eight would be a real stretch. Yeah, totally agree with you. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's jump into what's going on coming up, and then let let's talk about this weekend in Vegas because you want to talk about a hockey city, and I know Denver is calling itself the hockey. Capital I was just going to say, 2022. Vegas has and something to say about that. <laughs> that's with champions. And, of course, the, the Colorado ACHA program is doing real well as well this year. So, But uh, this particular weekend, hockey at all levels uh, is in Vegas. So we'll and, who right that, and who would have thought that seven years ago, that we'd have all this hockey going on in yeah. Vegas in one weekend? But we'll talk we, would about not have, we would not have thought that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Take a quick break here from some of our partners and be right back. 
play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single game tickets are just $10 a piece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel Gensel. it towards the goal. He scores. Gail McCarr. Gail McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you.
Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey West. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Hello, fans. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skate and Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. This is... uh, our Wednesday night staple, we talk ACHA hockey. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Maricopa, Arizona, and a Harris property, a Caesars property, if you will. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. That's vibrant city of Las Vegas, where I'll see very early Friday morning for a uh, 11 a.m. face-off for the Colorado Eagles and the Henderson Silver Knights. And I understand the Henderson Silver Knights have got some Pretty fancy jersey, Stephen. Yeah, they do. Is Friday is Nevada Day? Well, the, Nevada Day really is the thirty first of the the month, but it's usually observed the Friday before. So, uh, Nevada Day is is coming up, and so the uh, Silver Knights will be playing, as you mentioned, an eleven a.m. game against Colorado, and they will be wearing special uh, Nevada themed jerseys for the day that look pretty uh, pretty awesome. And those can be auctioned off, and people can they can get some now that are in the team stores there at Lifeguard or at the Dollar Loan Center. So, uh, yeah, they look pretty cool. They did they had one they did a Nevada uh, jersey last year that was really cool too. This one's awesome too. So I mean they they do a good job of putting these specialty jerseys. You know it's different between the American Hockey League, of course, and the NHL. The AHL you can actually you know have a specialty jersey and you can wear it through the whole game so that's what the silver knights do nhl it's usually you know you can wear it for warm-ups then they back to their normal jerseys but uh but yeah so it's going to be pretty awesome there is it kind of well unlv and asu kick things off at midnight on friday morning yeah. but. <laughs> i was just going to ask you you sent me the uh, hockey in vegas uh this weekend <laughs> yeah i was bored so, today so i put that together <laughs> do you do you want to break that down for us go through that for us so everybody can hear what's happening in vegas because I think, like you said, seven years ago, if you'd even considered this, people would have wanted to uh, maybe check your temperature, see if you're feeling okay. Yeah, yeah, check check your temperature. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so it, it really starts Thursday slash Friday. Uh, so at 11.59, the UNLV Rebels and ASU will be meeting up at ACHA Action at uh, City National Arena for their uh, midnight uh, midnight game. Uh, Midnight Madness, I think they're calling it. Uh, so the Greek life will be, there's going to be a lot of Greek life people there. So it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. Something like last year's, it will be that, and it will be a good game. Last year it was against Utah, which was an entertaining game. I would imagine this this will be against a really good team. Both teams haven't played at all, didn't play at all last weekend. So they're, they're coming in, uh, they're coming in ready to go. So 
Uh, and then, of course, Friday, so then fans can go to that and then get home about, what, 2.33 in the morning, get get about five hours of sleep, uh, and then go to the Dollar Loan Center for the Henderson Silver Knights against the Colorado uh, Eagles, AHL action at 11 a.m. So you do that, okay, so then you spend, you know, two, two and a half hours at that game, maybe ends about, what, uh, 12, one thirty or so. Then you get in the car and you drive not that far, Far, you just go up to 215, make the curve to the 15, you get off the freeway, you get to T-Mobile Arena. Because you give got... me directions, by the way, folks. <laughs> just watch out. Just give yourself a little extra time because there's some, there's some construction going on around those areas. But, uh, v, Even v... give me construction tips. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, VGK, the Golden Knights are taking on the Anaheim Ducks, and they're doing a uh, Nevada-themed kind of uh, stuff with uh, first responder stuff. So that'll be at 3 o'clock at T-Mobile Arena. Okay, that's your hockey fix for Friday. Then get your get your uh, get your rest and rest up because Saturday it's a triple header of action. Saturday it starts with UNLV at ASU. They'll play at 2 p.m. at uh, City National Arena, so you can catch that. Then you get then you have to, then you have to choose because then you're gonna have two things going on at the same time. At 7 p.m. you have the Henderson Silver Knights against the Colorado Eagles at the Dollar Loan Center. And then, well, of course, won't be much of a choice. I think people are already going to – people are going to the ASU game. They're going. If they're not, they're not. The ASU against North Dakota will be playing at 7 p.m. at T-Mobile Arena. And then Sunday, the Golden Knights are back at home at T-Mobile against the Jets at 5 p.m. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's a, one or two little things to, to fill your weekend here with hockey in Vegas. And everybody, if you'd like Stephen to get out to that 11.59 p.m. face-off, start sending him text messages. Maybe uh, maybe call them or text them about 10 o'clock at night to make sure he gets there. Just don't let him rest. Make sure that he's got to be there. <laughs> it would be even more You're challenging. It, it was it'd be even more challenging if I was going to the 11 a.m. HSK in Colorado <laughs> game, but you're, you're handling that. So Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Which means you have to leave Arizona like real early Friday to make sure you get here. Yeah, it'll in time. be a 5 a.m. departure here from, uh, from Arizona. So I'm not so. sure what's worse. but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, but anyway, what an exciting day. Uh, I want to touch on that again because seven years ago when I sat down with uh, Anthony, Nick, um, Z, uh, Arturo, and we talked about what was going to happen with UNLV hockey, uh, they were the game. They were the game in town as they were growing into uh, a really good ACHA D2 program and then ACHA D1. All of a sudden, along come the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and then the Henderson Silver Knights, and uh, hockey all of a sudden explodes in the uh, Las Vegas area. And you being a resident there, uh, could you have ever imagined that, Stephen, seven years ago? I mean, did it even cross your mind that this was going to be something? Like, maybe you thought that they would bring NHL hockey eventually, but did you think AHL and the facilities and all the things that you've seen over the last seven years? Uh, it's it's hard to say. You know, we've we've had bouts of of, of different things with, with with minor league hockey we had for a while, and so I I always thought, you know, maybe we would we would go back to maybe having an, an AHL team. NHL team. I always thought if if there was one one te- one sport that could be first, it was either going to be basketball. Or, well, I mean, football was kind of in the mix too. But I just did. I seemed it seemed it seemed a bigger hurdle for for the NFL to to, to agree to come a team out here and of course that that's had to be some circumstances of how we ended up getting the the raiders to come here but uh you know it wasn't just like we got a team from scratch there we had to 
pluck one from another city that ended up leaving the city to come here. But, uh, you know, I it's it is amazing. Now you have hockey here. You have the NFLs here. You've got talks of NBA now coming at some point. We have a, 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 a G League. You know, we have all this. We have all these sports now, and and hockey is certainly the. It seems like kind of the catalyst of it all, which is great and it's it's exciting to see. But it, it's hard to imagine because you know you people just had minor league hockey for a while, then that went away, and we really didn't have any sort of hockey. There was talks of. Oh, maybe it could be an AHL team maybe coming at some point or, or an NHL, but it seems so far away because it wasn't even an arena. There was so much talk of arenas, and, and those were all kind of not going anywhere. And then, then all the, the things came together for T-Mobile Arena to, to come together. Then, of course, they get the Golden Knights. And I think once the Golden Knights started and, and the run they've had, it's just kind of catapulted everything else. Then, they've brought a, then they brought an AHL team to have in the same city. Of course, you got UNLV. There's talk of another rink going out. There's been... Uh, there, there were some interviews done with Bill Foley recently in different outlets and talking about where another uh, ice rink is uh, they're looking at putting it out by Henderson's uh, executive airport out there. So, uh, you know, it's uh, there's there's more to come, I think, with the hockey, front, at least with 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 buildings and, and ice sheets, because they they promised the NHL they do that. And I guess there's more on the way at some point. So uh, it's just even going to grow even more as, as UNLV is pursuing the next level for them and and maybe they'll be the beneficiary of this new building for if that's the, where they're planning to do it in henderson so uh you know which is kind of be kind of still away from campus from them but but it it, it could still do i guess but uh, that's the one thing about vegas i mean although there's more people coming here and there's more tr- construction there's traffic and stuff it is still pretty easy to get to to one end of town from the other end of town so it's it's not as much of a challenge as it would be like in in arizona or LA for that matter. I mean, so it's, it's, it's not difficult if, if that's where it'll end up being the case. I mean, I think it takes me, I mean, it takes me about 20, 25 minutes to get from one end of town to the other. I mean, I'd have to go away from the Northwest dollar loan center. That's probably the furthest you have to go. That's 30 minutes, which isn't horrible. It's not ideal, but it's not horrible. You know, you know what Paul but, Hornstein calls that? The first <laughs> yeah, mile of the drive to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I mean, there's people that are in worse situations. So that's the worst. I mean, it's it's not all that bad. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it is it is remarkable to see how far you know, and even just read on off these things that there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven hockey events uh, this weekend that are like you know actual competition. Thing in addition to the yeah, not just competition, you know, just the normal stuff that'll happen. I mean, there'll be skates and these are youth hockey team, and everything, big, big time, big games, games yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely! UNLV, ASU, I mean NHL is big. I mean, of course, NHL is going to be big, you know. And and this big game with uh, with with ASU in North Dakota, is, from what you're reporting, is going to be sold out. It's going to be the biggest college hockey game indoors that that you that we've ever had. So it's uh, so I mean that's ex- all of that's exciting. So, yeah, I mean, and let's not forget about the is, AHL guys because uh, the Henderson yeah. Silver Knights and the Colorado Eagles are developing a real real rivalry between the two. And uh, both, I, I feel bad for I feel bad for Connor Ford because of that. <laughs> They're both at the same time, you know. He, he, Connor Ford plays for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights as a North Dakota played his last year of, of NCAA hockey in North Dakota and is from there, or you know, like I said, his last North Dakota is one of the teams in this game. And and I asked him during the summer when they were having uh, development camp and you know this big game, and he said, I hopefully the schedule will work out that I can be there, but. Obviously, if they're playing the same time, then that's going on, then that will not be the case unless maybe they give him a night off. But I think he'd probably rather be in the I think game he wants help his, his paycheck. team to a victory. So, <laughs> yeah, he wants his paycheck exactly. So, because he's trying to 
build his resume and 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 get to that next level too. So he'll he'll play in the game at Henderson Silverknights, but I'm sure he's a little bummed that he won't be able to be in attendance for that game. But you're saying the tickets are hard to get anyway, so who knows? I mean, sure he could have got hooked up from North Dakota. Yeah, I think they would have <laughs> found a way there, to get but... him in if he, uh, if he is able to. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? We'll see. Um, that's a few days away. Uh, I just wanted to touch on that before we dug into uh, the rest of the schedule for uh, this coming weekend because there's a lot of big games again, aren't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, obviously, we've talked a lot about what's happening in Las Vegas on different levels, but but elsewhere there are some other uh, big matchups taking place. I mean, there's some WCHL matchups for sure. I mean, Grand Utah, which finally had their first two games at home last weekend are now back out on the road this weekend. They're going to be in uh, in Arizona uh, taking on Grand Canyon and uh, Arizona for, you know, uh, Grand Canyon for a game and then Arizona for a pair of games uh, this weekend. Um, so, I mean, you know, Adrian is going to be in action. So, you know, uh, I think uh, uh, Colorado, is, uh, I believe, is in action. Yeah, they're hosting Central Oklahoma. So that's going to be – that will be real interesting. That will be a big got, series. That'll be a big series because here we go. We've talked about Colorado. We pumped them up. We've talked about how great of a start they've had. You know, we've we've maybe questioned maybe who, some of the competition they beat. I mean, they beat Missouri State last week at home. Now they get Central Oklahoma at home, and Central Oklahoma is a, a really good team. Uh, certainly a lot better right now than Missouri State is. So it's it's uh, this will be a real test for Colorado, and we'll see how they can do. And if they can win one or two of those games against Central Oklahoma, then then they're in the real. Then it's uh. Not that they're not now, but that's going to be real. That'll really open up some more eyes. And for Central Oklahoma, they're still kind of trying to find their way a little bit. I mean, they they're off to a well, seven two starts not horrible, but I'm sure they're not where they want to be at. And so going out to Colorado uh, is going to be a, a test for them uh, because you're going out to you know that that area and and everything. So it's, and let's uh, not forget Central they, Colorado. And, they, and they've done some traveling. Yeah. They've already done some travel. They already drove out to Colorado State and played out there. You know, the you know they had to drive Collins, out there right? once already. In Fort Collins, and then they scheduled that game with UNL. That game that the UNLV got scheduled in Denver. So, uh, so now they're going back out to Colorado again and play Colorado. It, so it's a, uh, it's another bus trip for them out there. So it's uh, that's not easy. So we'll see how they fare. What else we got going on? We got Oklahoma. They in action this weekend, I believe they are. Uh, I think Oklahoma's off this weekend. I think the only other sure? WCHL. Sure? Because I thought there was uh, bedlam on ice going on between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Is that not this weekend or is that next weekend? Uh, that might be next weekend. I don't see them on the I don't see them on the list here for Friday. Uh, I'll look Saturday. I'll look Saturday. Maybe it's a one game thing, but uh, uh, but yeah. And then you got uh, you got Utah and Arizona in action at uh, at seven thirty so, on so let's Friday. Get this straight. Utah plays Grand Canyon tomorrow night. Correct. And then they play at Arizona Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and when they went to when a few weeks ago when they went to Arizona State, they did that. They played Grand Canyon that Thursday and actually beat Grand Canyon, uh, which is a tough place to play. So that was their one win. Then they lost two games pretty handily to ASU. Then they came, they came to Vegas and lost a pair of games, and then then they got to uh, go home and, and win a couple games against uh, Grand Canyon. Um, and I guess Grand Canyon had some 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 bus trouble getting to the game on Friday. I was listening to to another podcast that has, has the WCHL name in it, and uh, and they uh, they were talking about that, and they were stuck in Vegas for a few hours. I guess the bus trouble. So by the time they got to Utah for the game, it was like 
an hour or so before the game or something. So that's a tough way uh, to start. That might have that <laughs> might have affected them, affected them that the games were. But now they're going to be. So now Utah will be traveling to. So Utah was able to take advantage of that and 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 beat Grand Canyon last weekend. But now they go to Grand Canyon tomorrow, and then they'll be there, and then they'll go to Arizona Friday and Saturday. ASU's coming off it. I would say they're they're satisfied with how the trip to Michigan went. I think that was that was you know coming in that was going to be a you know they were looking at that as a as a big weekend for them a a tough weekend for them. They've kind of off to a slow start, but you know that is not always that's happens sometimes with they with Arizona because of the situation with the ice and whether they how much they can actually get practices in and everything. But uh, but they actually went to Michigan and did pretty well. They they split with Michigan Dearborn. They when one of them was an overtime loss, so they really won in oh and one against them then they went to adrian and, and lost but it wasn't as bad of an, a loss as as you would have maybe thought it would have been i mean let me look at what the score was let me find it well you find it i will say that that was a trip that chad berman had marked on his calendar since last and uh acha national tournament is dearborn was the team that knocked him out knocked arizona out of the tournament so they were looking forward to getting back there and finding a little redemption. It sounds like on the road, when you get a split and you do so in a one Oh and one, that's not, that's not a bad trip. And I think they knew Adrian was going to be a, a real battle. And especially, especially being on three, third, three yeah, nights, third game and three nights. Yeah. And they lost five to one. So, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, that is pretty, you know, lopsided, but you know, against a team like Adrian, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm sure you would have loved to put up a few more goals, but but just the fact. Well, that, I look at Arizona yeah. this way, Stephen. Is that they're a team that always comes on towards the end of the year, and I think you're 100 percent right. It's uh, adjusting to the lack of ice time early. Once they get their new building, which uh, should break ground here in the next month or so, um, it'll change things dramatically. I mean, you already heard Lindsay Ellis last week say there'll be a women's team in 2024 from the University of Arizona. So there's things on the horizon that'll improve things, but. I think what it takes for Arizona is just some time together. And that's why the second semester after Christmas is when they start to gel and really start cranking it up. And, you know, while they'd like to be in the top five and top four and get that, that first round by in a national tournament, it's really about getting in the national tournament. Cause once you're in, we found out last year, anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. We can have a, 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 a four or five overtime game we could have we could have a team like ohio <laughs> upset on minot state uh you know i mean it's i mean <laughs> in central oklahoma the run they they had although they were you know they were what a set a, a six seed so they were uh you know they were certainly not the they weren't the favorites against unlv especially coming off that big game against uh you know against iowa, iowa state where they had to play all that overtime but uh but they somehow managed to get to the champ you're right so i mean you just you just don't know. Um, you certainly, the better you are positioning wise, it is a better for you. The it certainly makes it an easier path for you. But sometimes that that can be a disadvantage too. You, like we saw with Minot State, they had to play a team that played the day before against an Ohio team that was playing with a lot of energy and momentum and stuff. And Minot State came in cold and and hadn't played a game. You know, I mean, I don't know when they had played their last regular season game before the tournament started. I can't remember, but. But you had a team in Ohio had to play a real competitive, obviously a a, a winner take all game to get to play Minot State, and then they benefited from that and be Minot State. So, yeah, if you just can get in and 
I mean, we see that in, in other sports too. Teams that get in. I mean, look at look at the World Series. If you would have looked at the World Series matchup in baseball going into into this weekend, who would have thought it'd be the Phillies and the uh, well, the Astros were predictable, but the Phillies. You know, nobody would have thought that been the Phillies going in it. But we saw certainly the Padres and the Phillies in baseball. You know, make make runs. They got in as like the last wild card teams or whatever. And, and look at and look at the Phillies. So I mean, it's, it can happen in. In the ACHA too, you can get in, you get hot at the right time, and and maybe you can make a run. Okay, so what else we got going on Saturday? And are there any games Sunday, or is it just uh, Friday, Saturday? Well, actually, midnight Thursday night and Friday, Saturday for the ACHA. Yeah, um, midnight th- Thursday night. Also, as I said, Utah and Grand Canyon Thursday uh, evening as well. Uh, Adrian is is playing on Thursday. They'll be hosting uh, Ohio University. That'll be a good matchup. And then, uh, Top ten yep. teams. And yep. then, and then, as I said, uh, let's look at the Friday. A lot of the teams will be in action, but uh, Liberty will be hosting Robert Morris. Uh, then Adrian goes to Ohio and plays over there. And then, uh, let's see, uh, Minot and Jamestown play each other for. You know, the first of what a bazillion <laughs> times, or maybe they've already. I think they've already played each other. So that may not be the first time. They've played. <laughs> uh, that was so subtle. That was else? so subtle the way you dropped that. Such Oklahoma and Colorado, we mentioned, are playing each other this weekend. Yep. So, uh, and then, yeah. So that's it. I think that like I said, some teams are off this weekend. Uh, Arizona and Utah match up as well, and then Saturday's pretty much the the same matchups uh, as Friday. Well, I think there's three big series that, that I'm really interested in. That's Utah going to Arizona. Arizona needs a couple of wins really bad. So does Utah. Uh, so that'll be a good matchup. And I think the battle of the undefeateds with Arizona State coming up uh, to Vegas to take on UNLV. And I'm really curious to see how Colorado handles uh, Central Oklahoma on their own ice sheet. Uh, I, I think well, that'll and, be really and, interesting. And I should... And it's going to be their own ice sheet, but it's going to be they're going to have to play. Uh, according to the ACHA site, the uh, Saturday matchup is going to be at the Sports Stable in Superior, Colorado. So it's not even going to be at their normal. Oh goodness! Uh, facility, I did not know that. Boulder Rec. I did not know that. So, and that's a five forty p.m. Mountain Time uh, start. So they will play Friday at their normal place, and then it looks like Saturday they have to go over to Sports Stable in Superior and play there. Uh, on Saturday. That, that's Oklahoma. curious. Now, now you really got me intrigued on that one. I got to find out more about that when I get back. You can tell I've been on the road way too long, right? Yeah, you, you used to you used to be the de- the Colorado expert. Now you now you've kind of mished back into the Arizona, <laughs> and now you the Colorado well, stuff is. Let me uh, tell you, and folks, if you're listening, this is why it's happening. Um, Arizona State opened up the new Mullet Arena two weeks ago. Uh, then Colorado College came here last weekend, so it made sense. And, of course, when you have uh, the largest crowd probably ever in NCAA hockey uh, tomorrow night or Saturday night in uh, in Las Vegas at T-Mobile, man, oh, man, you can't pass those up if it's an opportunity. Uh, that's just like, uh, you know, it's just off the charts. So that's well, why. And, 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 you, of course, and you, and you know ASU pretty well. And, of course, you, you got your teeth a little bit in, in, the, in the past in, in North Dakota areas. So. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. So, 
I hope Jesse Reyes is ready for us because there's uh, some barbecue requirements. I was just going to say, you're, you're, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's the real reason you want to come to Vegas this weekend is to get some Jesse Reyes. And let's also talk about uh, what we're going to do. We're going to do a little uh, Instagram Live uh, Friday night to uh, update everybody on what's happening in this Vegas scenario. So you and I will do that. We'll tweet it out and we'll uh, send it out on Instagram on when we uh, officially decide when that'll be. Uh, then also, uh, Paul Hornstein and myself will be doing a live podcast from uh, 5.30 p.m. Central or uh, Pacific time in Las Vegas prior to the game Saturday night. So uh, we'll have somebody on from ASU and somebody on from North Dakota, and we'll do a little banter back and forth. So we're looking forward to it. Of course, you and I will be back next Wednesday night with another great West College Hockey podcast to talk everything up unless you have something more to say tonight, Stephen, take it away. I was just going to say, I was just going to say if you, if you've got nothing to do Saturday before the ASU stuff, you can come see the ASU uh, and UNLV ACHA game, but that will be a good one. You might be at least check the first couple of periods that I'll be there of course. And then I got to decide if I'm going to be at the Henderson silver Knights or you've invited me with an extra pass to the ASU that might be worth watching too. So I, I got to make some decisions here. Cause I can't be two places at once as much as you try to be <laughs> as much as you try to be two places. as you, as you have told me many times, you can't be it's two right. places at once. You, there, there's times where you wish you could be at this place and this place, both at the same exactly. time. And uh, so I, we'll have to pick our battles, but that's, that's a good problem to have when there's so many things going on. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't decide. Maybe in some ways it's bad because you, then you can't be at both places, but at the same time, it's it's good because that means there's a lot of worthwhile things going on in, in one time. Exactly. All right, take it away, my friend. And, and, and the thing about food. it is, <laughs> I'm hungry. You know, I do too. So why don't we end this? Let's go and <laughs> let's end this show. Let's do this from the Summer Skate Studios. The Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona ACHA D1 Hockey: A Rich History, Past, Present, and Future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. The University of Oklahoma. Celebrating 20 years of Sooner Hockey, the action you crave only faster. For ticket information and more, go to OUHockey.net. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. It's waiting for Scott. It could be waiting for you too, be it a loaded Vegas dish or a rack of ribs. This is barbecue, Las Vegas style. San Diego State University, 200 undergraduate programs and the top college hockey in California at sdsuhockey.com and sdsu.edu. Drury Inn & Suites, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at druryhotels.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. AT&T, get more with Unlimited, your way. Get the perfect plan for each member of your family. Central Oklahoma University, sent championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. See if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you at uco.edu or ucohockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. 
Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. You like that little extra uh, editorial <laughs> edition I made there? <laughs> yeah, you're you're exactly right. Uh, it's waiting it, for you. And it can I wait. hope Mike is waiting for me, so uh, looking forward to that. Uh, okay, I will see you in a couple of days. Uh, get some rest. And uh, I told everybody to text you and email you and do everything they can to get you out there for that midnight game because everybody wants you there, Stephen. You know it. <laughs> At ACHA underscore ITHSW. You can follow that and see if there's some tweets right around about 1130 at, at, at Thursday get night to there, see folks. if I'm there get or not. There. He's in Vegas. Native. He needs to be out there at midnight. That's what they do in Vegas. All right. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers De Niro. And uh, ask you to join us again next week for another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Good night, everybody.